Welcome to Talking Points, the show within a show. I'm your host, Char, and tonight I will be sharing the highs and lows of a game that has featured neither a dungeon nor a dragon. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, one of these days, I'm sure. Um, it says here on my card I should improv a little bit, but I better not because that's how we got Schmel. And mm. friends don't let friends improv and get Schmel. <laughs> So we are coming at you live from the Community Access Media. I have here with me the Dungeon Master who will derail a game if it's funny and will derail the train when the players follow the plot, Brittany Lee. <laughs> and a man, I'm gonna, I have a follow-up question. Oh. A man who at every potential opportunity will make sure there's a crab around. Yes, this is correct. Ian Headley, tell me about the crabs. Wait, hold on. <laughs> and someone who is so dedicated to playing D&D, he's helping write this campaign from over a thousand miles away, Colorado Brown. <laughs> so tell me about the crabs. Tell me about your crabs, Ian. I don't know if we should talk about this on stream. This feels like a doctor issue. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. But no, I mean, I don't know. At some point before the stream started, we had we had like a one shot that involved a bunch of crabs for some reason. That's true. That was, that was Nina's oh, thing. Oh yeah, so I forgot we, about that. So we had that. Like, a, like a practice one shot and Nina had us fight a bunch of giant crabs. Yes. And That's for some crabs. reason we just thought it was really funny. So we started listing off crab facts. Well, here's the reason that I was thinking about you equal crab, right? Mm -hmm, Is mm -hmm. that uh, the one shot mm -hmm. before we even started recording. And then the world building, you made snips. I made snips, yes. And then you have what, three, seven, one, five, his name, nine? His, his name is Project 377. 377, got and it. And he is a metal crab, yes. Yeah, so like, I, I Ian felt like equal crab. Firstly, rule of threes in comedy. Sure. You have to have the third crab, even if that, everybody else didn't see yeah, the Yeah, nobody saw the crabs. first two <laughs> uh, But the point is, we all knew it was a good joke. Yeah. So it, it works. Ian equal crab. Yeah. Colorado, what are your thoughts on this crab situation? Uh, I'm excited to find more crabs. Excellent. <laughs> well, hey, you have the power to put to them in there. More so. crabs in Ian's path. Yes. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> there, there's, there's definitely an oceanic theme already happening, yeah, that's so true. it's very easy to, to slip them in. Ooh, well. yes, yeah. you could slip in some crabs. Yeah. Um, so we are going to be answering your burning questions about Health Hits experience tonight. Many of the questions are coming directly from the Discord. If you're not on Discord, be sure to head on over to, hold on linktr.ee slash healthhitsxp. Yes, do that. So. They probably followed that, yeah. I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> of course they did. If you guys don't already have your notepads, you're yes. gonna wanna get those. We're, yes. You're gonna wanna take notes Take on notes. Those. Please. <laughs> so as I was going through some of the questions, the one that was most interesting to me had to do with space werewolves. And does that in fact mean that there are other space horror creatures such as vampires or mummies or, or anything else. Does, <laughs> That's a really good question. Is that a thing? Are there? Well, space werewolves was you guys. Yeah, but so. I didn't I didn't realize that there was a chance that you might take it further. So <laughs> what, now I'm curious. What did you think was gonna happen? The whole planet blew up. Well yeah, obviously. So. But I mean like vampires though. Yeah, that I'm I'm curious about. Colorado, what do you think about space vampires? There are now. <laughs> Hey! So, so how will you handle the whole, there is no night in space? Or is space nothing but night? Oh, that's a good question. See, that's, what, that's how I was kind of approaching the werewolves, because it was like proximity to moon and also space, and now they're just werewolves all the time. So that hmm. was kind of, because that was part of the, when they attacked in the first couple episodes was just, uh, they were on a floating 
They were they on a moon truck? They were just on a, like an old spaceship, right, Colorado? Like an old something. The one on the on the show or the ones before the show? Both. <laughs> uh, the ones uh, before the show uh, were living on a chunk of moon that hit the ground. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then they launched themselves at a spaceship via catapult. That's right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I think they took some chunks of moon with them. I think so too. I think their spaceship has moon chunks in it. Is there so would like if they had moon rocks in their pockets, would they always be werewolves I feel then? Like, yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh my god. Wait, that wait, wait, wait. Sorry. By that logic though, vampires suck. Because if every star counts as a sun, <laughs> there are always gonna away. be stars around. So it's they're just gonna away. be in, on fire all the time. <laughs> right? Fuck those guys. Or wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, I got it. Yeah. They don't breathe. Uh-huh. So they don't, it doesn't matter if they're out in space without air helmets and stuff. Right. And they can't burst into flames because there's no oxygen. Right. So the vampires are only oh. fine if they're free floating in space. <laughs> just... But the second they get on a ship, if they can see a star, fire. That's out. it. All right, we made the lore here, guys. Wow. This is not canon. No. <laughs> this is not canon. So, Britty in Colorado, when, did you mean to go more steampunk or more cyberpunk as you were kind of fleshing this out and taking this journey? That's a good question. Um, I will answer on my behalf. Uh, I think we ended up going kind of retrofuturism is really what it kind of pulled into. And I was pulling a lot of inspiration from Treasure Planet and uh, Fifth Element. And uh, there's another one that I keep referencing of Valerian City of a Thousand Planets, something like that. Um, and they're like fantasy sci-fi smushed together. Like I don't, I don't really think that they're cyberpunk mm. or steampunk because of the way that it's leaning more into the magic. Um, but we've referenced a lot of cyberpunk stuff, I think, yeah. more than steampunk. I, when we were talking about it originally, it was very much like, yes, we're doing like a steampunk pirate adventure. Yeah. Mm. And then I feel like it really like spiraled away from that, like yeah. really <laughs> <quickly>. fast. <laughs> yeah. Which is why, I mean, I got the whole steampunk outfit, yeah. but I don't know if it's relevant anymore. I, I mean, I think if you put the, the LED goggles on, then you're, like, you know, the, one, the ones that I have that are like the- Oh, those ones. The shiny, like, light up ones, then yeah. Uh, well, already there. I did not Flux, Flux already has these in the character, right? Yeah, so I, I can't true. change it now. That's true. I mean, Colorado specifically, when we've been talking about stuff, we've thrown out a lot of concepts, right? Like, we aren't sticking to one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's- Technology's all over the place, but they've got magic. They've got they've got magical tech. They've yeah. got uh, regular tech, which is anywhere from vacuum tubes to to steampunk. Yeah. To just willpower, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we just hope it works, and it does. <laughs> that's true. That's the power of D and D. Yeah, that I, that's not specific to our game. I don't think. No, that's just how it works. Yeah. So. What is it like having a dungeon master and and a writer? How is that? that <laughs> how is that? If, I mean, most yeah. dungeon masters write their own mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. and so why does this work? Because uh, Colorado Brown is amazing. Okay, fair. <laughs> and has been doing this a lot longer than I have. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he's uh, willing to put up with my bullshit. Bonus. That I happens. Think, I Always think a that's bonus. it. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Colorado, specifically. So, so most most weeks, 
uh, the, the stream ends. Uh, I'm sitting in my house. About a half an hour later, I get a call from Brittany Lee uh, in her car on the way home. Uh, what was that? What just happened? What are we doing now? What, what goes on next week? Yeah. Uh, and then we just talk about what we're going to do next week uh, and how that's going to lead into things from weeks on end. And we have a, a synchronicity going on where most of the time what I'm thinking is what's already in her head and what she's thinking I'm already putting numbers to. Yeah. So it just, I just write things down. I make stat blocks and then she uh, ignores some of the notes and- Yep. Yeah, we've, met, we've met her, That's yes. what we've heard, yes. Yeah, we've, we've met her. So I wanna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so does it, I don't know, I'm kind of feeling like Colorado, does that, is it easier or harder for you to do it in a situation where you're not actually playing? Or is it just because uh, you have the synchronicity with Britty that it makes it so easy? Well, so a lot of the time when I'm running a game, I don't have nearly as many notes mm -hmm. as I write uh, for this because uh, I remember what I was thinking. But if I don't write it down, Britty doesn't know what the things in my head are. That is true. Hmm. So, You're not that synchronous. Not that synchronous. I, 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 am, I am curious yeah. to ask a small question, yeah. which is, I guess it's more for Colorado than anything else, but what was like the biggest thing that was lost in translation? Like, like what was a big thing that you were like, Brittany, make sure to do this, and then she just didn't do it or something? Or just got um, it wrong? The fuel reserves had a roof. Yeah. Oh. All the cars had, all the cars were sealed. There was one way in. And I think we, there was a question about this later on. Uh, your entrance was supposed to be an open window. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> in space? Uh, the, it's fine. It was, bef it was before <laughs> the hyperdrive. Oh, right. So the window was allowed to be open. Wow. So uh, this is the train question, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, this is one of many train questions. Mm -hmm. um, this. This, uh, listen, I can't read. Um, it was, I thought it went great. It, it went really well. It Here's the thing. It went this, great. This, this, <laughs> that game, I went home and I immediately ordered a pair of dice and sent them to Colorado's house. <laughs> As an apology? As an apology. Because okay. I was like, I have messed up so badly. <laughs> I, I, I will fix this, but I've messed up so badly. But it worked out. I, it worked out. We didn't explode. Yeah. Which is insanely I, lucky, by the way. Yeah. I was uh, on the road. Mm -hmm. I was coming home from a family reunion. Mm -hmm. in the street. I couldn't watch it live. Yeah. All I got were things in the Discord <laughs> talking about a docking bay 80 cars away. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, and yeah. Uh, scattered notes of terrible things, <laughs> and oh, then no. apology texts. Like, what happened? <laughs> I can't read. It was fun. So. It was well, and I and I I liked the I liked the problem solving between like my own approach and then Colorado's approach, which was 
we're, I think, did we flip anything like logistically in the train or we just basically said they're going backwards now? Uh, we just said they're going, we were going to rearrange the cars. Yeah. Uh, but we decided to change the end posts instead. That's right. Mm. That's right. We changed where stuff was and we changed, because um, originally it was in the cargo car. And then I was like, mm, they've confiscated it. It's not in the cargo car anymore. And that helped a lot. And then we went backwards. But yeah, so they like uh, bypassed everything because I can't read. There, there was not a chief engineer originally. No. Oh. There wasn't. That explains why he was a bit of a weird fellow. <laughs> that was just me. He was a very strange, he was very oblivious. Yeah, well, and, and like, once again, not, not as written. <laughs> So who was the contact they were supposed to meet? Oh my God, yeah, that's a great question. Oh, that's a good question. Colorado, I think you would know better than I. Uh, his name, or their name, or who, whoever. Uh, I've got my notes open here. Uh, his name was uh, Laxton Kroll, I believe. Yes, uh, Laxton Kroll, who was deeply in debt with Umal. That's right. Oh and no, we screwed him over. Yep. So, so Waxen oh, no. was on the train to steal the, the bike, but he's not very good at things. Mm. So when you guys were like, hey, we want to be on this train, he said, great, let me call my contact and change the entire plan. Uh, and then you guys crashed into the fuel reserves. <laughs> and that guy- Hey, hey we uh, didn't was, crash. <laughs> we landed perfectly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so hey, it worked out. That's true. Uh, so he just closed his window when uh, hyperspace happened and wondered where those guys that were supposed to show up ended up. I hope he's still on the train. I... Oh wait, we screwed him over twice because he's now on the train that doesn't, that can't <laughs> move not anymore. not going anywhere. <laughs> Well, there, there, are, there are other engine cars. Yeah, that's true. They can't do hyperspace. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. they'll be fine. Yeah, they just can't go fast. We just inconvenienced them a lot. Yeah, a lot. Mm. And you know, it's a corporation, so they're not gonna be happy about it. Nope. <laughs> well, it's fine. fine. It's fine. We're, we're, we're not good guys, so it works out. So- We might see cell phone footage from him, just like looking out the window, seeing this Fishing vessel take the middle car away. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, just whoop. It's pretty good. It's, it's really good. good. So Ian. Oh. <laughs> this I I used to be a therapist, and so I I need to have some quality time with Flux here because I need mm. to know why Flux is convinced that the that the crew is going to betray him. Okay, that's a big question. <laughs> we and, got time. And it's funny because like you got in your chair in such a way, you're like arranging your stuff. Yes. Like, all right, let's let's get to the, the meat of this. Yes. So Flux has trust issues, obviously, and I've made it very apparent the entire time that that's the case because he does not have a very good history with anybody he's worked with. Anybody he's worked with for an extended period of time has either been killed or tried to kill him and so he doesn't keep contacts for very long mm. because the stuff he does, because he's like, he's like this Magitech engineer, is like, is very, very dangerous and very deep 
in the under market. So it's like, it's one of those trades where anybody who's actually low enough to get that kind of stuff is probably really sketchy and possibly just wants to kill you. Also, he has a very, very deep mistrust for Zalarians, mm. and he's not sure who's, who has what history with them. So it's this constant sort of like, well, I mean, they say they're being nice, but maybe it's actually all a facade because there's a lot of people I met where it is a facade. Mm. So I'm just, I'm going to keep the guard up. He's very young to be so, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Jaded. Pessimistic, <laughs> jaded, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, um, he has a really bad past with some really important people, mm -hmm. um, which led to a, a, not a very happy upbringing, which tends to happen a lot in d and I'll be honest, it's a bit of a stereotype, but some still interesting. Some true, yeah. Um, but also, another thing with that is that he also learned from that that if you're not the first person to make the strike, then you'll probably get killed instead. So it's like, oh, I can't be backstabbed if I've already backstabbed everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it's this kind of mentality of like, I have to kill everybody else or else they'll kill me, so I can't trust these people. But it's this point where I'm like, I don't want to kill them. Yeah. So I think I just have to try to go along with it. So it's just like a very, very like guarded kind of situation. Yeah. So how are we going to get him laid? <laughs> I, yeah, people, people really wanted to know this. Yes. For some reason. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> um, Lashed on at this idea. Apparently, it's the hot topic. It is the hot topic. Um, I, listen, I've offered at least one. Flux NPC. does not care about that right mm -mm. now. Okay. Which is surprising. He's 19. Mm -hmm. You'd think he would. He has more pressing goals, and it's one of those things where, like, Romance isn't off the table, but it's not on the table right now. Okay. It's like, I have things I need to do before I can even consider the option of doing that. Mm. Plus, he doesn't let his guard down around people. You can't date somebody that you don't let your guard down around. Well, I don't know. I think the whole conversation with Etrix was a bit in that direction. Flux recognized that this was somebody that he could use because they, mm. she had a very similar way of thinking you to him. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you're asking what Flux is thinking. Yeah. Flux, Flux's main thought here was, this is somebody who is similar to me. Mm -hmm. Like, he saw everything she was looking at, and he was like, I don't find very many people out here that are actually, like, smart, mm -hmm. that, like, actually have a fascination with this kind of stuff. Yeah. So he wanted to learn more about this person, and he's yeah. like, if I, in this limited amount of time, try to just web spin a series of lies, it's not gonna work. Because Flux is not good at lying to people. Yeah. So he's just, he's like, I just have to be honest about the fact that I'm really interested. Honest in disguise. Yes. <laughs> that is my favorite part of that whole interaction was uh, Flux being like, yeah, my name is Flux, completely looking like a different person. I think that made Flux more comfortable though. Mm -hmm. So this is something that hasn't really come up yet, but Flux is wanted for a lot of money. As well. And so I think everybody is. not having his face out mm -hmm. is, is an inherent, like, it's like a comfort. It's like a breath of fresh air. Advantage. Like you put up the mask and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm not worried that somebody's going to shoot me right now. Yeah, <laughs> right on site. Yeah. Yeah. I can be me, but not be me. Yeah. yeah. So be he was me, honest about a lot of it. being me. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Like if he had the disguise down, he probably wouldn't have been as open yeah. about it. Because mm -hmm. he, he would have been worried about it. Yeah. Like this is a danger. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, that was a little too level-headed and mature of an answer. I'm not, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> this is a ding dang comedy show! Exactly! <laughs> Come on! Sorry, Brittany, we keep giving you, like, serious characters. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I, I, I think that there are, there are points that I can pull and make it very funny. I'm sure it'll happen soon. L listen, I think Pearl's interrogation was hilarious. <laughs> she was very... This one? Do you want to... Direct. They, they, this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Once again, he's got things he's got to worry about. He's got other, he's got other stuff on, on his mind. His mind. Yeah. They are trying to go on a revenge mission. Yes. So. All right. Murder comes first. Murder comes okay. first. Okay. Murder girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, Colorado, do you, like, do you write the comedy, or are, is it more just everybody ad-libbing being funny? Uh, I, I like to throw in some funny things. Uh, just little treats for Brittany, mostly. Little treats uh, for a me. Hex, a hexagon of cheese. Yes, very oh, yeah. dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, little jokes in the, the character write-up, but mostly I just leave it up to uh, the, the talent on the stage. So when you slide I, crabs in later, we'll, it'll be like a little inside joke for, from yeah. this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a treat for all of us. I don't even remember where I was. I mean, there's a bunch of cards. I'm sure you There really are. Yeah. Oh, Space Werewolves. Yeah, we yeah. did that one. Yeah. We did, okay. Oh, that's it. This hat is just slightly too small for my head, and it keeps moving up. Which is why I don't wear it on stream, by mm. the way. Because it'll just fly right off. I, well, I'm, I'm going to move my head too fast. Mm. Gonna go <laughs> That's comedy. So when I keep... <laughs> Flux is like, oh no! <laughs> my head! <laughs> we all know that when you get surprised, your head gets very slightly larger. And your head it's, pops it's up. It's weird. I, we don't know why it happens still. It's a, it's a medical mystery. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yes. So, Brittany, mm -hmm. as a newer DM mm -hmm. to long-term campaigns, what... What is the experience of running a story that'll last over many sessions compared to a one shot? Yeah. Like, what's that? What's the differences in those? Um, yeah, there's the difference is that I have to think ahead, but also let the moments happen, which it, when I do a one shot or even a series of one shots, I have kind of like a beginning, middle, end that I can be like, all right, we're going here now. Um, whereas with, with doing something longer form, I, I can only think in terms of like what is happening right now. And, and uh, you know, Colorado and I have plenty of plot ideas and plenty of like, okay, when we hit this point, this thing is gonna happen. But as far as like in the moment, I'm, I'm having to refocus. I'm having to think, okay, this is happening right here and now, how can I use this in the future? Um, and also the stakes for me are higher because there's, when you're running a one shot, People can make characters that are super fun and silly and like don't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I can kind of railroad a little bit and be like, "Well, we're going to this place now because I've got an hour left in this game, so we're doing this now." And then, um, you know, at the end of the game, it's like, "Congratulations, you heisted the you know gem and you've done the thing." Mm -hmm. Whereas here, the characters are being developed and they have ulterior goals that I need to make sure are being played at. And I need to make sure that everybody is getting equal amounts of play time and backstory time and uh, interactions with other NPCs. And so I'm, I'm doing more and it means more because mm. if I mess up with something, you know, messing up maybe not even is the right word, but even if I succeed at something, um, that is going to play a role 
continually. It's going to keep coming back to it. Um, and so storytelling for me, I do a lot of short form stuff. So this is the long, a long form storytelling that I just, the longest form story that I've ever really done is playing as a player in a D&D show. Mm -hmm. So, but that was easy because I, I only had to be one character. So this is, there's more stakes just internally, narratively, and then like externally as far as a storyteller goes, because I have to see all the moving parts and make it, and make it a fun and entertaining story for the whole time. Mm -hmm. Because if I gave up now, if I said, okay, well, I'm done with this, and it, I was lackluster in the storytelling, it wouldn't be fun for everybody to play, and it wouldn't be fun to people, for people to watch. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, if I get too, you know, all right, we're gonna do this, you don't remember this backstory thing, and mm -hmm. it, we're gonna do this for three hours, it's like also not fun to watch and play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the stakes are higher as far as storytelling and entertainment and narrative. So it's, it's a challenge I've been enjoying for sure, but it's also like every 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 time every Monday I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this no, is fine. That's very accurate. You are always stressing out before <laughs> the camera turns on. Yeah, I mean I'm stressed as a person, but <laughs> I, I I care about it. So I'm I the stakes are higher for me because I care. Mm. Uh, I want to see this show succeed, and I want to see these these characters get their objectives and I and I want to see in game and out of game success no matter what that looks like you know success doesn't have to be a million you know viewers it doesn't have to be you know we've we've told a story that will transcend the ages like as long as everybody's having fun and having a good time then we've succeeded but I want that to be continual so it's a lot of just uh, trying to keep your eye on a moving target is really what it is Colorado, are you, what are you thinking as she's saying all that? Um, as far as, do you prefer the, the longer stories? Do you prefer one shots? What are you thinking as she's talking about that? Yeah, I, it's, long form is a lot of fun. It's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, I take notes uh, of what changes every week. Uh, what new developments. They're not good notes, uh, but I use them in uh, when I can for what happens next week. I'll, I'll oh, uh, Pearl is full of cliff bars. Okay. Uh, keep, I don't need to keep track of that. Pearl keep, keeps track of that when yeah. I, or Robin, I suppose. I wonder how uh, many cliff bars she has. Well, she also has noodles, at least one pack in there. Says uh, 50 every time. Yeah. Just handing them out. Do you think Pearl every has chance. like a magic regenerating inside of Cliff Bars? Like every time she takes <laughs> one out and then like takes a long rest, they like go back up to 50? Oh. You know, I probably. She is magic. She yeah. is magic. 50 Cliff Bars per long rest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of Cliff Bars, but you never know. Yeah. Maybe you'll need to feed a small village. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't know what Pearl plans on doing yeah, with those things. We go to a village next. So if Flux could automatically regenerate food within himself, what would it be? <laughs> oh God, I mean, probably <laughs> just coffee, right? Like yeah, he's, that's al the, he's that's already a state of like anxious, so yeah. why not just pump that up further? Yeah. Just lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do like how there was a conversation about Flux always needing coffee, but then also Shmel being like espresso, <laughs> Flux being like no. 
Fuck no. No. <laughs> Wrong, actually. I don't need that. I just need normal black coffee, I just please. need normal coffee, please. No fruit-fruit coffee for no. Flux. No. Okay. He, you know what, though? Like, it's not like he wouldn't like it. It's that he's 19 and he thinks it makes him look mature. Yeah. He only drinks black coffee because he's like, ah, yes, this is what the the older, like, <laughs> wiser people this drink. Is what but he, people. he's like, he's like, he drinks and he's like, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just kind of tastes like, yeah. Gross. Schmel recommended espresso because it was like, wake up faster. Yeah. Flux is like, my metabolism is too fast. I think, <laughs> when, was that in the morning right before we looked in the train car? Yeah. Yeah, and Flux is having a bad day. Yeah, day. yeah. He woke up feeling really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's funny that like, espresso will do more than black coffee. Yeah. Not to, not to be a barista about it. Right <laughs> oh, right. But, yeah. Uh, why don't, why don't, next time we get in the game, you really just lay down all of the different coffee you've options. You've got Yama now, who is a barista. Oh, is that where you're gonna like, that's gonna be your self-insert <laughs> character? No. <laughs> no, uh, she's more empty-headed than I am. She's Interesting. Coffee money, please. Are you like? Are you thinking like with Schmel and Yama that they're like now crew members? Like they're part of the Until team. Until you kick them out. So they're just there. They're not gonna like leave. I mean, I'm happy Until about that. We all love Schmel. Or piss them off. What was yep. that? Until you kick them out or piss them off. That's true. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised Schmel didn't leave. I told him he could. He just decided not to. Y'all were so into Schmel. The audience was so into Schmel that I was like, fine, he's staying around, <laughs> fine. I just found it funny, like, we got to like a city. I'm like, you can go if you want. And he's like, nah, I'm a guard, I guess. I guess, you guys <laughs> suck at this. <laughs> so so it's like a sense of responsibility. He's like, I've been abducted by these idiot pirates <laughs> yeah. and I have to make sure they don't die now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> also, had a good moment with Pearl, so he does like Pearl. That is true. So. He also likes my crab. He does like your crap. <laughs> I don't know why. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. Okay, that's actually a good enough reason. I don't know why I asked. He's <laughs> a little metal crab. I mean, he's not like, li I mean, he's like this tall still, like from the floor here. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's, that's like a little three, guy. That's, three and a half feet. That's a little guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's wide though. <laughs> Chunk. Yeah. He's technically a medium creature, so mm. technically he's the same size category as the rest of us. Yeah. But, you know, not really. Not really. That's weird. I mean, like, we're not gonna call Cyrus a little guy. So. No, Cyrus is like 12 feet tall. <laughs> 19, at least. Whoa, whoa, wait, we're making that jump? <laughs> 20, oh, no. 20. Well, now if we go there, 25. we're gonna have to start way higher. <laughs> 100. Every time we talk about Cyrus, he gets a little he taller. He gets a little taller. But apparently Brittany's just jumping all the way to the end. Because it's not real. I, don't I was gonna ride this out till the end of the stream, man. I don't remember how tall he actually is. I don't, like, 12, 12 foot two, right? <laughs> Yeah, 12 foot three, I think. Yeah, that's it. Get it right. Right. 12 foot three. Liz is going to be so mad. <laughs> I think she said he was actually like six something. Yeah. Like six three or six four. Yeah. At most six six. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Colorado? Uh, I'm pulling up Cyrus's character sheet. <laughs> Thank um, you. Turns out he's actually like four feet tall. Yeah. We're all like, oh. Good. Yes. What's, what's uh, the canon? Uh, six eight. Oh, wow. oh wow, six. I, w I was gonna not overestimate. Yeah. But wow. Okay. Yeah, six eight. Six eight's pretty pretty dang tall. Pretty tall. Not small. But it makes sense. Awesome are naturally like really tall anyways. Mm -hmm. If you actually consider that, his legs are like goat hooves. So if he actually like stood up on his like his like hoof toes, mm -hmm. he'd be like seven and a half feet tall. Mm -hmm. yeah. He just has to fully extend himself. He's like a he's like a slinky. He's like <laughs> you just have to pull him. 
Here, you heard it here first. Cyrus <laughs> is sorry, a Liz. Cyrus is, is a slinky. Liz doesn't come to the show, and I immediately Dude. like. I'm like, yeah, Cyrus is a slinky. Obviously. Cyrus is a slinky. Obviously, a goat slinky. A go like, yes. let's not True. let's yes. not gloss over that. Yeah. Yeah. A goat yeah. slinky. Yeah. He's like, I would say he's half goat, but he only has one leg, so he's like a third, <laughs> third one goat. fourth goat. Get a get a hydraulic in the fake leg and just yeah be, yeah it's perfect. You know how I would really get Cyrus. Every time he intimidates someone, you just hear like and he just gets taller. It's really stupid. We should move on to a different question. We shouldn't be making any any kind of references to characters who aren't here. But it, a, it is funny. Though. It is. Funny. I was going to say that's a good rule, but it's also it know, is funny. It's funny. I don't. I I think if Liz takes out my kneecaps, it's deserved. Um. And also, you know, why not? Yeah, it's a valid lifestyle That would just choice. be cruel. You're already so short. <laughs> just get even shorter. I, th I think I'm too short. I'll duck underneath the swing. Oh, maybe you'll like, maybe it'll be like an underflow. Like she'll take out your knees and then you'll get really tall. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> make me taller. <laughs> so, okay. You see what I have to deal with? Moving on to another question. <laughs> We might be chaotic gremlins. No. I forgot how chaotic the two of us are together. Like, yeah. just a smidge. Welcome to our show. Yeah, super <laughs> jealous of you, Colorado, that you're so far away. <laughs> anyway, so, um, okay. So, mm -hmm. many pirates have taken over the airwaves in order to brag about their crimes, as bad guys love to do, yep. uh, to boost their popularity. So, is there a, a crew or an individual that is like the most infamous throughout the system, like the big bad that is like strikes fear into the hearts of all kind I, of thing? I was wondering this too, actually. We never really talked about it. I'm pretty sure based off of the world building that y'all did, it's Captain Solar. Mm. I don't, I don't. What's the, what's the ship name? Do you remember? Uh, Captain Solar of the solar flare yeah that's right that's a good name yeah and i think we determined uh, flare is of course spelled f-l-a-i-r yes true true um because <laughs> he's because it's captain solar uh, Wait, what was, what was um, the story with him again i don't remember he was the honest. first one to uh, hijack the broadcasts so when that first, when the when the age of piracy started, he was the first one to kind of take over. And how many years ago approximately was that for our viewers at home and not me because I forgot? We do you, I, we have this written down, right? I think it. I think it was a uh, ten to fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was somewhere between fifteen to twenty-five. So I'm yeah, we'll, we'll say fifteen. All right, great. Um, Fifteen. Hasn't been that long. Um, and he is retired now, I believe, but. Like so, soft retired. Yeah, soft retired. I'm picturing <laughs> it the same way as like Captain Flint in Treasure Island, mm. right? Mm. Where it's like that's the name that you aspire to and might still be around because it's like you know mystery ghost, all that. Yeah, he's, he's got legends. Yeah, legends yeah. and stuff like that. And so that's Captain Solar, but Captain Solar is still around. He's not dead. So does anybody know where? Is it just like? Mm, oh, he's on an island planet somewhere. <laughs> he bought a planet. Yeah. he's just hanging out. He's there. hanging out. So we have like a like a, a sexually ambivalent, yeah, bad guy. What? That's so like not the typical like. Ooh, I'm. They Uber. sound awesome. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. I want to meet this person. Yeah. yeah, Captain Solar is like the what you aspire to as a pirate. Mm. I I feel like to calling the pirates bad guys is so rough because we have such like moral ambiguity in this show. Yeah, I did kill people. You, well, not. 
Okay, moral is in like, <laughs> who is the bad guy, right? Oh, yeah, because no, we've got really the bad. Zolarian Empire, which is the government, which are we are framing as the bad guys in the campaign. We've got the pirates themselves, which to civilians would be bad guys, but within the world that we're building, feel they are justified sure. in their actions, mm -hmm. right? And then we have uh, the pirate hunters in the one shot that we did, who also believe they are correct and right and don't necessarily work for the Zolarians, but they're contracted, so they're not Zolarian proper, right? So like the only good guys we have are just the average people, the mm. civilians. Well, there's, there's a resistance as well, right? There is a resistance. They haven't really come to light as of now. No, so. I just, we just heard a little bit about them, yeah. so they sound like they might know what they're they're doing. Sure, I think I think within the world that we've currently built, there's no like pinpoint of like that group because we haven't really talked about the resistance. We've mentioned them offhand, but we don't, they might be shit. Morality know? as a whole is. Eh. Yeah, so like. Join calling, a side and you'll probably maybe be the you'll good be, guy. You'll you'll might be, be kind of the good guys-ish. Yeah. 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 I feel like personally framing the pirates as, as the, not necessarily like good guys, but at least um, advocating for the good guys because mm -hmm. there are a couple pirates that have just like straight up been like, Zolarians suck, we're gonna, you know, take their shit, mm -hmm. right? To the point where they've, <laughs> they robbed a baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where did that come from, Brittany? <laughs> My brain, apparently. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so. You mean like they. That one's not me. That one, I didn't have any. <laughs> Immediately, you wash your hands of that take whole responsibility art. For that. <laughs> Wait, they robbed a baby like the baby had something, and they stole it, or they kidnapped the baby like stole the baby. Oh, uh, they 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 robbed yes. the baby. They did not kidnap the baby. The baby is currently missing. Um, just the, by this group of pirates didn't take the baby. They took the baby's money. So they so robbed the baby <laughs> is there, the there correct. Was a baby holding like a wad of cash, and they're like mine, right. and they just ran away with it. Um, wow. So what I was what I was envisioning was <laughs> this baby had parents who were high-ranking Zolarians who uh, were killed in action of some kind, right? Mm. Whether it was the pirates or not that did it, I don't know. But they this baby was being taken care of by droids, which, as we all know, droids um, are only really able to be used by those who have money. Uh -huh. um, and I figure most Zolarians high ranking and have money. For clarification, droids are fully tech? Well, like like Pearl. Droids like Pearl. So, so she's... She's like magitech, sentient, you know, we talked But it's about okay because the Zolarians are using it. Right. Okay, well, that's, just making you sure. Know, that's, that's the thing, it is. It is the, the magic rules don't apply to Zolarians. Yeah, they can use whatever they want. They can use whatever they want. Mm. Um, but I, I pictured the pirates coming in and just like sweeping the house and the droids running off with the baby of being like, peace, you're not getting this child. Oh. But all of this because I said some dumb shit <laughs> out of my mouth. That's D&D, baby. The best thing about it is like, it was like the stream like, just started. It was, no, it was right it was, after the it break. Was, it was at the end of, like, almost at the end of the stream. Oh, right, because you started a stream by explaining it. Yeah, That's I what I'm mixing it up with, because you, you're like, oh, I need to correct this. I was this. like, I need to figure out why I said this. <laughs> I remember the clip now. Yeah, because it was just, I don't know, it just happened. Improv, yes and. <laughs> well, I, I kind of feel like that goes back to what you were talking about before as far as one shot versus the full story arc, mm -hmm. it's easier to do just a one-dimensional black hat mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. in 
in a one shot, yeah. but the other ones, I mean, you people are not all good or bad. Yeah, we see the world, we see the choices that they get to make. Mm -hmm. um, like, there is, there is no black and white in real life, mm -hmm. so I think, to an extent, doing that in-game is good. You don't want to get to the point where you're like, I don't know where anybody stands, like, we're all bad, you know, like, that's not fun to do. Well, yeah. So. I think lumping in all the pirates under one kind of, like the Zalarians say, oh yeah, all pirates, they're all bad. Mm -hmm. But some of them, like for the one shot, uh, they were they were kind of Robin Hooding, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt bad killing those guys, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. I needed uh, consequences. Some, some pirates are, are out for blood, out for money. They're your classic, you know, uh, Robert Stevenson pirates. Mm -hmm. And some of them are doing Robin Hood things. Some of them are just trying to survive on an old fishing vessel. Uh, yeah, we're 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 figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, just just like people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's nobody. There's there's no. You know, it's cartoonish. Yeah. To have somebody that's just yeah all bad or all good. I, I actually like the fact that like our crew is still figuring it out. Yeah. Like I know, like I understand that like you really want a good party dynamic. But I like that we're all like at different areas on the morality scale and like the what we're doing kind of scale. I think there'll definitely be some things that'll have people making decisions very quickly. Yeah. So, but I, I, I feel like too, the thing about like what Colorado was saying about, you know, the Zalarian saying all pirates are bad and then the pirates themselves being varied is such a good way to look at like, you know, in real life, if a group's, you know, if, if authority says this group is bad, mm -hmm. like, to take it apart, mm -hmm. see see what what is what what is actually happening, and it maybe maybe it's true, mm -hmm. but maybe it's there is a Robin Hood group and there is just a murdering group of you know weirdos and like, yeah. you know there's there's a lot to it, and I'd I'd like to explore that more of like what is being said about groups of people is and is that true? For the fact that we didn't include humans, I just the <laughs> show is so human, it mm -hmm. really is, and yeah. I just I think that's really actually. I, I like it. Yeah. It's probably poetic or something. You but know. it's just, just the fact that it's just like, look, everybody's doing their own thing, man. Mm -hmm. Everybody's figuring it out on their own. And there's going to be some people who are stronger than others, and they're going to say, those people are all bad. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, um, how do you think each crew member would react to an animal stowaway? Oh, that is a really off-the-wall question. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay, this is an important question. How big is the animal? Is are we talking a like a rat, or are we talking like a, somehow like an entire tiger is just a board now? I, you know, I was wondering the same thing. Is it going to be something like soft and squishy and cute? Is it going to be like something scaly and scary? Although I don't want to say that all scary things, all scaly things, are scary. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. How cute? How passive? How big? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's say it's a angry cow. Like specifically angry. Yes. If it was angry, we'd just be like, we got to get rid of this thing. Okay. I assume if it was a passive animal, there'd be more actual debate because mm. then we'd be like, well, what should we do with this? Mm -hmm. um, we have limited food stores, I assume. I was going to ah. say somebody's going to recommend eating it. Um, my, my, Probably Hieronymus. My thought process is, assuming it's a cow um, and it's not immediately angry, so we just like, we should just kill it. Mm -hmm. I think Flux would be one of the first people to be like, well, we can't afford to keep this thing. Mm. 
Like, mm -hmm. this thing is just going to eat our food, and it's really big, so it's just going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So he'd probably be like, we just got to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And he'd either just throw it off the ship or, or be <laughs> like, we should drop it off on the next planet we find yeah. it. Flux is not, he does not get eat, like, easily attached to stuff. Mm -hmm. What if it was a cute little fuzzy bunny? Flux doesn't like living things. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he's, he's even stated before, he's like, I don't like organics. Yeah, I like I, I, I prefer creatures that are metal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why he likes Pearl the most out of everybody so far. Because yeah. he's like, she's predictable. Yeah. She, has like a, okay. she has an algorithm. I mean, maybe she's like a little damaged, yeah. but there's like a usual like a pattern she falls into. You don't mm. like Otto, though. I don't have anything against Otto. He's just a little chaos man. And Flux is not a chaos man. He's just a little orb. Flux is a little like, I would describe Flux as ruthless. Mm. Like he's like, there is a point there and I am here and I'm going to go in the straightest line to get mm. there. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter what's in the way. Mm -hmm. And so like with something, with something like a cow being on the ship, <laughs> it's like, well, it's either we keep this thing and we probably starve and need to spend more money on it or we get rid of it and mm. we're going to get rid of it mm. because I don't want to spend more money on this stupid thing <laughs> that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, I think if it was smaller, Cyrus might want to keep it. Mm -hmm. Cyrus likes trinkets, so I, I imagine that extends to living creatures. Okay. Uh, Pearl? No idea. Pearl is... I, I think Pearl's like a nanny, like... Mm take care of things. Mm -hmm. That does make sense. Yeah. So that would bring out her nurturing yeah. program. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's something like that. Did, what was that? As long as it didn't try to gore a crew member first thing. <laughs> yes. Because yes. I think if it attacked, you yeah. know, Hieronymus, it'd be dead. Yeah. yeah. So rapier would come out immediately. I think if it was around long enough, Flux would do that thing where he's like, mm. I mean, I don't like hate it. I guess. But like, he's like, actually like, I kind of enjoy this animal, but yeah. you know, he would never admit it. But he would yeah. never say is it out Flux loud. He's like, a cat? pardon me? Is Flux just a cat? <laughs> uh, a little bit. I think Flux may be a cat. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. I, there's definitely connections there. Mm -hmm. Just in this, like, I'm going to do my own thing. You yeah. leave me alone. And yeah. whether or not I like you is depending on the day. <laughs> yeah. And has absolutely nothing to do with how you are acting. It just has to do with how I'm feeling. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Flux is not good with emotions. Mm -hmm. So that is how he's feeling is just going to be day to day. He's not going to think about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I already showed it with the fact that he just woke up and was like, nope, not a good day today. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Don't like it. I just, I, I pictured that whole interaction as that one image uh, from SNL of teenager who just woke up. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he's got hair that looks like messy seaweed already. So mm. I imagine he woke up and it was just like even more just like <laughs> fucked up and all over the place. Um, but also, you know, Flex also got damaged with a lightning baton and mm -hmm. probably hurt him pretty bad. Yeah. So he doesn't like that either. Yeah, healing. Yeah, that'll, that'll make you cranky. He's recovering, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a long rest. I give him all a long rest. Yeah. <laughs> they should be fine. According to D&D, <laughs> long rest means you can survive anything, but yeah. you know. Good night's sleep I, heals all wounds. I like acting like there's at least a small recovery sure. period, you know? Sure. I, I like narrative acting. Yes. <laughs> I'm just making a, yes. a reference to uh, how D and D usually is played, which is not how I do it. No, we don't do the usual D and D. Mm -mm. But it, you know, we can make up some fun stuff because of it, so mm -hmm. it works out. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we're just in space already is like insane. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
It's, a, it's half of it is me being like, hmm, I think narratively it's going to be this. And half of it is me being like, all right, Colorado, what are the stats? What's the stats on space train? We need numbers. We need numbers. That makes sense. <laughs> so Colorado, I wanted to ask you about the, uh, the aura scanning technology. Mm. Like where did that come from? And what, I'm, what was your inspiration? What I mean is uh, what I mean. So that one, that one actually comes from the world building as well. Uh, that is a technology uh, holdover from the Dorsian Empire, mm -hmm. or the yeah, Dorsian Federation of Cultures, something. Uh, that was how they would identify everyone. And when these Alarians took over, there was this rich database of everyone in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Might as well so we use it. Yeah. Well, use it. Uh, and Aura actually, uh, Brittany came to me and said, I want to make this more sci-fi. And I went, okay, let's make it an acronym. So it is oscillating ultra visible uh, something. I couldn't tell you. Oscillating ultra visible uh, registered assessments. There it is. Mm, yeah, I just remember that you sent me, it was like clearly an acronym and I just didn't ask what it stood yeah. for. I just assumed it was some techie thing. Yeah. Well, and I, Aura originally, I believe the first conversation we had about it in the world building was just a reference to like just auras, like the way that we talk about like magic and things like that. And mm -hmm. then Colorado and I sat down and we're like, all right, how do we sci-fi this? Because it was a good idea. It just was so off from what we had developed previously to that. Um, but then having it be like, we've equated it a lot to like um, the ability to walk into an Amazon store that doesn't have any cashiers and you walk in, you buy a thing and it automatically takes it from your wallet or whatever. I would say the Zillarians at Amazon definitely have some connections. <laughs> so that's what we've equated it to. So as far as like what it equals in the sci-fi world, it's kind of like, you know, I can, I can pay for things with my watch. So it's like, you know, we, it's very on track mm -hmm. to have yeah. that. And it's just not like an implant or anything. It's just like you you have a magical yeah. scan. And it's a very good system to make sure your money doesn't get stolen unless we make technology <laughs> specifically to steal and copy your aura, yeah. mm -hmm. which we have now. Yeah. I was At going to say that, yep. yeah, that's they're, they're always one step ahead of us. Flux <laughs> technically had one. I don't know if, if anybody hasn't watched the like first stream. Flux technically has one, it's just really janky really it's janky. actually in my inventory as janky aura scanner yeah and it's like it might copy one and or it, it might break and it might i think <laughs> do we say it might like hurt the person you're copying to i, I think, think maybe maybe yeah. i don't even remember I I just, it, if i recall correctly uh there is a chance at any given time uh that it will stop showing the replicated it will just stop mm. projecting yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's why Flex hasn't been using it. It just wasn't worth. You walk through a scanner. Yeah. 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 It's it's not worth trying to use it and then having it fail and the whole yeah you know plan goes up in smoke. But now we have a real one, so mm -hmm. that's good. Mm -hmm. So can Flex breathe underwater? Yes. Um, so he has a set of gills along his neck that allows him to actually filter oxygen out of water. We just haven't really been in water yet, so it hasn't been relevant. Oh. Um, Flux actually is a fully amphibious creature. Really? He has the ability to live both on land or underwater, depending on his preference. He doesn't prefer to live underwater. Like a frog. He prefers to be on land. 
Um, but just like the way he's uh, built, like with a lot of his adaptations and stuff that he has on his body, is, clear, is designed for him to be more, more streamlined underwater. But he also has weird adaptations that don't look like they should work underwater, like the long claws he has on his fingers for some reason. Mm, like a platypus. That's true. They have those on the back feet, mm, that's though. That's true. Um, but Flux's gills are, they're not just like, oh, three nice slits. Like, they're, like, janky looking, mm. which is why I brought attention to it last time. They look less like gills and more like somebody just, like, cut, mm. like, into it. It's, like, it's gross looking. Oh. Which is why Flux covers it up with a scarf. I was going to say, he wears a scarf. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. So we have a reveal. Yeah. We have to visit like a water planet or at least yeah. like a really big spa so that Flux can like hang out. Spa and, like, no, beach episode. We always have to do beach episodes. But everybody else is going to be hanging out and playing volleyball and I'm just going to be like in the water. In the water my little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got, water, I, got but... I got the goggles on yeah. and I'm like mm. watching them. But will you have your scarf on in the water? Uh, that depends. I feel like you would suffocate if you were having, if you had something wrapped well, around yeah, Oh yeah, it would just be like waterboarding. Yeah, that wouldn't work very no. well. No. No, he needs the gills to like actually breathe. Breathe, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> breathe. Well, you say no. this, don't, <laughs> but I have threatened to suffocate them many times because <laughs> yeah, I, sh I don't want you to talk about oxygen in space, it's not fun. <laughs> But apparently that is all we're talking about. We, we consistently bring up the fact that we can't breathe in space and Brittany's like, shut up. We just, <laughs> I just want you to live in space. It's fine. I want open ships. I want like just, you know, like a tall ship that you could just be I, on in space. But no, my, we have to talk about breathing <laughs> and oxygen. What if none of them breathe oxygen? We don't know what planets have what on them. Okay, that's valid. <laughs> so don't I, talk about the air. <laughs> I wanted to lampshade it because I felt like someone was going to ask and Brittany said no. No! <laughs> no, I refuse. And at this point, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> I, I, I've personally been imagining that the ships have like a little bubble around them. Like it's not visible, mm -hmm. but like if you're within a certain range of the ship, you can breathe. But then you get to a certain point out of range and you're like, oh, I'm now dying in space. That's kind of what Colorado and I talked about a little bit. We talked mm -hmm. about equating space to like water, right? Where if you are underwater for too long, you know, especially further away from some kind of vehicle that you can be on, you will suffocate and uh, die. Flex can actually breathe space as well. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mention it earlier. But. So, <laughs> space I'm gills. suffocate you for real. <laughs> So there are space gills in addition to- This is the closest to. I've been to you this whole game. It's dangerous. Yeah, no, normally the reason that Brady sits like a, a good like yard or so away from me is so that she doesn't actively kill me on stream because that actually violates Twitch's terms of service. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid that. <laughs> All right, Gremlin let's hours. see. Let's- um, well, I was going to say one more, but this one probably won't take so long, and I really want to know okay. which crew member would um, be able to eat the most chili dogs. Schmel. Mm. Okay, this this question this question oh, depends oh. on a lot of things. Schmel. <laughs> well, while I appreciate that, firstly, uh -huh. I need to know if Pearl just has an incinerator in her chest. <laughs> Because if she does, it's Pearl. She can just keep pushing them in there, yeah. and they keep burning up and turning to ash, and yeah. then she just, I don't know, it gets expelled somewhere. I need it. But she won't have room because of the call. number of, of, not kind bars, what kind of bars? Cliff bars. Cliff bars. She won't oh, have room because of the number true. of cliff bars. So maybe she can't have a furnace in her because she has so much. Yeah, she's got storage inside. You no, know, maybe she has a furnace, but it's just entirely filled with cliff bars, and it's just never lit. It's never on. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Robin. She was like, I could use this to burn things, but I'd rather have food. Yeah. yeah um, so Thank assuming you. she doesn't have that. What's up, Colorado? I heard you try to give an answer. Yeah, second, second place, I think, would be Hieronymus, because he could just change into something with a... That's what I was going to say. ...size of you. Yeah. Can he just shapeshift his stomach to be like gigantic? And I bet you he could. Just eat like a thousand. I chili bet you dogs. he could. Yeah. Wow. So probably Hieronymus. Ben Schmel. Ben Schmel, I guess. Well, no, I feel like Cyrus would eat more. <laughs> Cyrus is kind of a, a bigger dude. That's true. So like I Cyrus would definitely have a big appetite. Mm. I'm so, still rooting for Schmel. So what has what what are the consequences of eating? chili dogs in space as far as bathroom issues, tummy troubles. Who would have the most tummy troubles? I mean, I assume we have a, we have a bathroom on the ship, so it's probably fine, but. If, if everybody eats chili dogs, it's going to be a bad time. <laughs> doesn't matter how many bathrooms you have. Yeah, Flux doesn't care that yeah. much. <laughs> um, I think probably Schmel would have the most issues. Like, Schmel would be like, I can eat this many chili dogs, and then would immediately throw up. Immediately regret <laughs> yeah. it. I feel like Schmel has just lived like a really normal life. Yeah. So anytime we try to get him to do anything that's like weird, he immediately is like, yes. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, I forgot that I uh, mm. dropped out of college <laughs> for <Whoops>. a reason. Comparatively, <laughs> Schmel's just a normal dude. He, he is, is literally just a guy. He's just a guy. We no just... magic powers. No I'm glad that I happened to charm him. <laughs> just by sheer coincidence. It's just a guy. But he's trying to be a cool guy. Well, not really. No. But I think I think he will. I think he hasn't yet because he's still coming off of the charm, um, and he's just like these guys are stupid. I guess I'll hang out, and then is like, I I I don't know. Maybe not. But I'm I'm predicting the more there's like pirate stuff, mm. he's gonna be like, yeah, uh, I have a sword now. <laughs> I think technically we could just give him back his sword. I think we just took it from mm -hmm. him. So. Yeah, but like pirate sword. Oh. You know, he's got a, a, a electric The lightning blade. batons are yeah. cool, though. Yeah, you're probably going to keep it. Yeah. Well, I, I think we grabbed a bunch of them, mm -hmm. so I can actually give him back his and still keep, like, all the other ones from all of the people we killed. Yeah. <laughs> all of the people you killed. That won't come back to haunt you at all. I just remember, like, when I first killed that guy, you were so like, oh, my God, you just murdered a man. Murdered and him. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a pirate. What? <laughs> Where did you think this was going? Like, yeah. you were surprised that I went to violence. Colorado keeps reminding me uh, that they're pirates. Yeah. Um, let me say this. I, I have never truly played or run a game, uh, campaign-wise, that has had murder hobos. Never. Uh, the, the, the game I am most familiar with is the game, the campaign on No Dice. Um, and we genuinely spend hours deliberating what we do with an NPC. Mm. And I don't, I think we've accidentally killed two. Accidentally. So I am used to that mindset. And then all the one shots, uh, even if I run them, I don't necessarily set anything up where the, you are rewarded if you kill an NPC. Mm. So I'm just not used to it. Okay. I, I do think, I do not believe we are murder hobos because we have lim like. Flux has only specific people he's willing to actually kill. Sure. And it's like people who actually willingly take more power and use it over other people. Sure. Well, when I say this phrase, Colorado is like, yes, <laughs> pirates who don't have a home <laughs> murder hobos. <laughs> I mean, we do just live on a ship. So, so if we ever kill, I guess technically, yes. Yeah, technically murder I hobos. I mean, Flux does have like a home, kind of. It's just in the undermarket, so it's debatable whether yeah. or not his little 
shop is well, still there. And I think the other thing too is when you were all put together as a team, the goal was not to just do a slash and dash, basically. Nope. Like it was, you have skills that will help you heist this thing. Yeah. So the, the intention behind everybody being a team was not you have good powers of killing. It was, so so there was a precedent set of you have a skill set and you're gonna primarily use that and then things have kind of snowballed. Well, we still have been using our skill sets mostly. It was just like that one situation we were like, we literally can't figure out the answer to this so I think we just have to start killing people. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. That was on, that I, was on okay, me. I actually genuinely am like, how did you want us to get that aura scanner? I was just going to say- You were going to go the other way. Okay, yeah, but um, you knew we weren't going to end up going that it way. It wasn't supposed to be in the armory because you went the wrong way. It was so... going to be in the cargo car that you were allowed to pick up and take. Mm. <laughs> that one's not my fault. <laughs> well, by the time we got there, it, like, it was just funny because like, I was like, how did you plan for us to get past that? And you're like, well, you should have had the aura scan. I'm like, how'd you plan for us to get the aura scan? And you're like, well, you do, did it wrong. And I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> it's like, but listen, I made the key for it. It's just outside the dungeon. Good luck. You had a, a contact. <laughs> I, that well done. I want to hear what Colorado has to say. I intended for that to be a fight. I was ready for that to be a fight. Yeah, I, I know. I you, know. You knew? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> There's no way you did. I mean, you had like stats for the guards and stuff. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna not stat things that you could potentially hit, but like, I'm also not going to have it be, like I didn't stat the barista, you know? Like. Should we have killed the barista? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 I love Yama. She's trying to start a union. No, Yama's great. I'm so sorry. This show has turned into me yelling at Ian. I'm very sorry. You know? I, I have a feeling, I kind of knew that's where it was going to head anyway. <laughs> nah, this is all stuff we've already talked about. Yeah, that's so. true. We have already talked this about this. This is stuff that like the show ends and I'm like, that was interesting. And you're like, you fucked up everything. <laughs> You've done it wrong. <laughs> no, okay, let me say this. There is no wrong answer, especially mm -hmm. in D&D. Um, I am just getting used to consequences mm -hmm. because I've not run a long campaign before. I've run longer one shots, so I've I've certainly done things outside of we've only sat down for one session and that's it. I've done I've done longer experiences, but uh, knowing I think I think that's the thing that like riles me up is like a decision is made and then I know that there's going to be consequences to it. Like I can't just be like, yeah, you killed a bunch of guards, that's going to be fine, mm -hmm. right? Like if it was a one shot, yeah, absolutely. Like who cares? You've done the you've done the heist but there are consequences now. And so to me, I get invested in characters. Mm -hmm. Like I, I am having a ball playing with everybody at the table. And so I'm invested in every character and everything they're doing. And I'm like, I don't want you to experience these consequences. Now I feel like I have to be like a bad parent. I was gonna like, say, you're like a mom. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I think between the two of us, Colorado and I are the parents of the show, but I think I'm like the dad where I'm like, <laughs> You kids got into the garage. You are gonna get a, a whooping. Now, <laughs> yeah, mean, it, that's part of being a DM. I know. Like you uh, just you have to watch your players do something stupid and mm -hmm. then go, all right, well here's the consequence yeah. for that, and then the players are like, oh, yeah, hmm. won't do that again. Like I think yeah. a lot of players at this point, I feel like when Five E first came out, there was a lot of horror stories. Yeah. But players were like, oh, why am I getting punished for murdering half the town? Uh, I feel like a lot of people now understand that those consequences are there, and so like. When I play a character that does something that is 
bad, it's because I put it into the character and yeah. not because I don't see that that was bad. No, I Like, Flex is doing a lot of shit that I'm like, I, I would not do this if yeah. I was not playing him. Yeah. But I made a character that is purposefully flawed and I'm yeah. playing really hard into those flaws. Yeah, and I think that's the, I, honestly, I think that is the thing that I li love most is how everybody involved, I, I asked everybody to be a part of the show for a reason mm. and they have skill and they have talent and they have the ability to jump into a character and do that for a long time and so i'm i'm not i'm not seeing anybody make choices that i'm like what the fuck was that mm -hmm. right like i'm i'm seeing character choices being made and i'm like these character choices are being made and so whenever i get passionate about it it's not because i think that ian did a bad job right i i'm i'm getting passionate cuz i'm like what the Fuck would Flux do that? But you know, in a way that I understand that it is a narrative choice being made and not like a you're out of left field making an out of character choice. Yeah. The only time I ever make like out of character choices for Flux is when Flux is like way smarter than I am. He has an intelligence of 19. I have a real life intelligence of somewhere around 10. <laughs> so the fact that Flux is like insanely smart is going to mean there's going to be certain circumstances where he, he would probably think of something that I would not mm. think of. Mm -hmm. So like, the biggest example immediately is him fucking jumping off the ship onto the train. I'm like, obviously he would have remembered a rope. He's not an idiot. Yeah. I'm an idiot, so I forgot the rope. I, I don't know. I think that there are things to be said about like emotions taking over your logic of like, oh sure, just being like. But right, in that circumstance, there was there was no. It was like we got a job to do, mm -hmm. which is exactly what he would have been like. Now let's tie a rope to me so I don't fucking die in space. <laughs> So stupid. That was such a series of bad rules. It's until it wasn't. And yeah, we until we landed and when she was all good. And it was fine. Yeah. It was and left. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, left. I can't believe there was two nat 20s on landing and departure. And flying, specifically with Cyrus and the ship. I cannot. I'm glad it happened. I didn't want to explode in space. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing it's too that... plan. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really the plan. I was thinking too, uh, like the role, I just didn't even mention it, but on stream, I think with everything added, it was like 32, I think, to, for Cyrus to leave. Yeah, we figured out that like, with all of the bonuses, it was like 30 plus, like yeah. it was insane. I think it was 36. Okay. Like it was insane. So it was high. like the smoothest takeoff ever. And I, and I did not address that and I, I wish I would have because it wasn't just a nat 20, it was a nat 20 plus. Plus like a hundred other things. Yeah. <laughs> so it did, we, there was a really good fly. We had Liz roll this D6 and everything and she got a six. Yeah. Like it was, it was stupid. It was insane. It was, and I, and I, I know that Liz is like, that's it. That's the only good rolls we have. I bet you it's going to be some more good rolls. I think Liz, is she believes she's dice cursed. Yeah. And I believe that <laughs> largely she is. Mostly. But when it matters, because we're doing a show, yeah. it'll work out somehow in, in a fun way. Yeah. Whether that's actual success or not mm. is debatable. Yeah. So the dice gods will smile on her I didn't or smirk on her I, at least. <laughs> I did not used to believe in like dice juju bullshit. I am a very firm believer in math. Sure. But ever since playing D&D, man, I gotta say, the <laughs> dice know when you're good at something and when you're not. Mm -hmm. Like if I have a skill that I have plus 10 in, mm -hmm. I will always roll like 12 and up. Mm -hmm. But if I have a skill that I have like a negative one, it's like never gonna be higher than five. Mm -hmm. Like the dice know. Yeah. They're like, no, you're, you're either gonna be really, really good or you're gonna fucking suck and that's it. <laughs> they, they tell the story. Oh, wow. Yeah. The dice know. They really they, do. They do. I don't, I think it's just because of storytelling. I think so too. Yeah. Very cool. There's a magic. Well, I think um, it's time for us to wrap up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, Brittany, where can we find your work? Where can people find your stuff? Yeah, everything can be found at Brittany Lee Film. Um, I am about to release a video on September 10th um, on my YouTube channel. And if you're watching the VOD of this, it's probably already out. Um, that's Brittany Lee Film uh, on any platform at Brittany Lee Film. Mm -hmm. um, and you can find all my stuff there. Cool. Mm -hmm. Ian? Remind us of the great work of OmniGraphics. Yeah, so I brought up before on a previous stream the work of OmniGraphics Design, which is a, a local uh, t-shirt printing and also various other merch company that has been made recently that has a very thematic space theme mm -hmm. that goes along with our stuff really yeah. well. I unfortunately do not have the shirt today, That's but okay. I will mention on a later stream, I'll bring in some more merch and I will talk more about that in the future. I'll give a link and everything. Yeah. But uh, check it out. It's really, it's really fun stuff. They got some portal design t-shirts. And uh, it's, it's really good if you want to be in a spacey kind of mood. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, um, wow, there's a lot of things that, lot of I, things. that I'm supposed to say. So I'm just going to have Brittany say them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, OK. I can say them. That's fine. Um, all right. So a bunch of ways that you can support the show and support uh, people involved with the show. So uh, our resident uh, droid and artist, Robin, follow all of her work at Conceptual Roba, uh, the wonderful world of artistry. Um, you can support uh, our members in the control room. Follow Brandon on Twitch at twitch.tv slash brandonmo. Um, streaming recently Pokemon uh, OG games on a emulator, I think, something like that. Uh, I can kind of hear He's, he's talking in the background. <laughs> yeah. but. It's, it, I will put on screen what it is in the VOD. Sorry if you're watching live. Um, support our mods. You can go see Gabby at Comic-Con Erie September 16th through the 18th. There may or may not be health hits experience stuff there, mm. depending on when stuff arrives in the mail. Um, you can support our show's map maker, Jesse, by going to hammerheadcreations.com. Um, and then, of course, uh, once again, special thanks to Nina for being a player during the most recent one shot that we have. Follow Nina on social media at Nina Wolverina. Um, also, buy the book. Uh, and I will also put stuff on screen if you're watching the VOD. And you can follow us on social media by going to link tr.ee slash health hits xp it's got everything on there um all socials website discord yeah make sure to join stuff. the discord that's where all the fun stuff that's happens that's where all the fun we, stuff is we happening. regularly interact with our audience yeah. and talk about questions and it's, it's a yeah. good time yeah super fun um that's all the socials on here colorado what do we need to what do we need to know about you as we're closing up today uh, i barely exist online cool <laughs> Yeah. I was going to plug Jesse's uh, hammerheadcreations.com, uh, but that was covered. Yep, yep, I got it covered. Um, That's my wife. <laughs> That's your wife! <laughs> so we will just light a candle in your honor and, and yeah. send out good vibes to you. That's how we'll support you. All yeah. right, well, cool. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you for asking me to host. I had a blast, and thank you for watching Talking Points. Thank <laughs> you.